Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. If you are looking for vendor process training for you or your entire vendor team, head over to my site at DeborahRRichardson.com and click on the Vendor Team Training Solved button to learn more about what is included in the annual plan and also to download a training schedule. Get the training that you and your team needs to avoid payment fraud, duplicate vendors, compliance fines, and more. You're probably used to annual IRS changes to the 1099 MISC and 1099 NEC forms by now. But this time, one of the two changes to the forms as you prepare for the 2022 tax year will actually help you. Keep listening. Welcome to episode 203, two IRS changes for the 1099 MISC and 1099 NEC forms for the 2022 tax year. Since the IRS reintroduced the 1099 NEC or non-employee compensation, and I say reintroduced because it was uh, originally back when Michael Jackson's Thriller was out uh, in 1982, and they retired it when the 1099 MISC came out. So since the IRS introduced the 1099 NEC uh, and the 1099 MISC for tax year 2020, and the 1099 MISC now stands for uh, miscellaneous information instead of miscellaneous income. Um, but since they, since tax year 2020, uh, that was a big change uh, for tax reporting because they reintroduced the form to collect non-employee compensation, taking it off of the 1099 MISC. So that was a big change for tax year 2020. Uh, but for tax year 2021, they made additional changes to both forms, one of which may have helped you. The 1099 NEC was the size decrease so that three of them can fit on one page. So that one may have helped you. So they changed the forms in 20, tax year 2021. And it's no surprise that they are making changes to these forms for the 2022 tax year. But from what I can see as an accounts payable um, professional or practitioner from that perspective, now I'm not a tax professional, but from a processing perspective, uh, there are two changes that I could see. The first one, um, starting with the 1099 MISC, is that the FATCA filing requirement box that's on the left-hand side 
Now it has a box number. It is box number 13. And what that means is that it shifted all of the box numbers that come after it. So excess golden parachute payments is now box number 14. Non-qualified deferred compensation is box number 15. Box number 16 is state tax withheld. Box number 17 is state slash payers state number. And then finally, box number 18 is state income. All right, so that was the first of two changes. And now to the second change, which as I alluded before, may or should actually help you. So the second change is that for both the 1099 MISC and the 1099 NEC forms, they are now continuous forms. So when you look at the form, instead of having the tax year on it, it will now say for a calendar year 20, and then it has a line so that you can enter in the applicable uh, calendar year. So you will enter in for this next filing season, 2022 or 22, so that it will be for 2022. Now it also has now, since it's a continuous form, a revision date. So the revision date is January, 2022. So what does all of these changes mean for you? So one, um, if you have this form, either the 1099 NEC or the 1099 MISC embedded in your accounting system or ERP, uh, you got some work to do uh, as you have in the past years. You need to work with IT or the systems team to update the embedded forms so that they match the new versions of the form. Now, I will say that I have been in that situation in the past. We had one uh, ERP where the actual form was embedded. And so, yes, we did have to bring in uh, IT for that. Uh, but we had another system where a substitute 1099 MISC uh, form was embedded. And for that one, it, we didn't necessarily have to um, have to update it as often because it didn't have to look like it. As a matter of fact, I really didn't like it a whole lot because it looked like a memo, to be honest. But there wasn't, it didn't have to comply with all the format changes. You just needed to make sure that you followed the compliance for substitute 1099s. So work with your IT team or system team to verify whether or not you need to update to the new format of the form. But also, if you have any fields or selections that in your accounting system or ERP that relate specifically to box numbers, then those uh, fields or drop downs may need to be updated. So again, work with your IT team or system team to get that done in time for the tax year reporting. So I promise you some good news with one of the changes, and I think I might've already said it, but it's the fact that they are continuous forms, which means that that whole exercise around making sure you order the right number of each form so that you're not stuck with uh, extra forms for that tax year 
that you can't use uh, in, in, in the future. You can't use uh, for the next tax year. That might not be the case uh, as long as the IRS doesn't uh, have revisions every year, right? So now that they are continuous forms, you've got a revision number on it, revision January 2022. As long as the IRS does not update that form, then if you order extra, you can use them for the following calendar year. Now, because there is a chance that the forms could be still updated uh, next year for tax year or, or 2023 tax year, I would still try to get as close as you can to the total number of uh, tax forms for each that you will need. But again, hopefully, if there are no changes and you have extra then you can hold on to them and use them in the uh, 2023 tax year. Now, if you haven't seen the continuous forms yet, I will have a link to the to each form, to the 1099-NEC, the 1099-MISC, in the show notes. So make sure you check those out. So thanks, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 203rd episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy. Stay happy.